Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Athlete's Guide Podcast. I'm Matt Wazork. That's my brother, Evan. Matthew, bonsoir, buenos noches, guten abend, whatever you prefer. Good lord. Um, Change that I could use more of my personality. On this week's edition of the Athlete's Guide Podcast, we sat down with former University of Michigan and Central Michigan quarterback, Shane Morris. Shane took us through his his journey through football, uh, the impact of social media, both on recruiting and his personal life, training for the NFL draft, and left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL. Of course, we finished up with our vaunted rapid-fire round. Let's tune in and take a listen. Joining us on tonight's podcast is quarterback Shane Morris, formerly of the University of Michigan and most recently of Central Michigan University. Shane, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, fire up chips. Yeah. So, Shane, um, for the folks at home that, you know, might be outside of the Midwest, uh, can you just walk us through your football journey, uh, you know, from high school, then to Michigan, then Central, and now uh, your current plans? Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Hazel Park, Michigan, um, small city, uh, just a mile north of Detroit. Went to, went to high school at De La Salle Collegiate, all, all private, all-boys Catholic school. Um, had a really good career there. Enjoyed, enjoyed it. Um, committed to Michigan as a sophomore in high school. And, uh, and you know, I just I grew up a Michigan fan. My family, mm-hmm. you know, we followed Michigan football. And, and I, you know, I just loved it. And, you know, as a, a dream of mine, you know, as a little kid was to graduate from the University of Michigan and play football there. So when that opportunity presented itself, you know, I, I couldn't really turn it down. So... Yeah. Did it as a sophomore, uh, you know, did all that and went through high school and eventually, you know, got there in 2013. Your recruitment was kind of, um, I don't know how best to, to phrase it, you may be able to do it better. In, in, people put a lot of investment into what players are ranked going into, um, into college and Yours like fluctuated back and forth. You were like one of two five-star recruits in the class of 2013, but then also um, competition was up and down at like the Elite 11 other quarterback groups. Can you talk about what like what that experience was like and your opinion on how much that matters in terms of the quality of the athletes? Um, I mean, I think it, I think it's cool to uh, experience that stuff as a high school kid. You know, being able to to travel. You know, across the country, to, you know, these different camps and and do these different activities, meeting yeah. all these people from ESPN and <laughs> and all these NFL guys at these camps and, and things like that, like the opening the Elite Eleven, and yeah, being able to compete against and you know go to these camps with the other top quarterbacks. I think I think it's an unbelievable experience. Um, I know it was for me. It was you know it was eye opening. Uh, it was awesome to be able to compete. You know, kind of compare yourself to other guys that are, are top ranked but uh i think it's a it's a great platform um you know for high school kids to get noticed uh the recruiting the whole recruiting process is, is pretty crazy uh i got mm-hmm. i got over mine pretty quick you know i committed as a sophomore i didn't really want to deal with deal with all that comes with it because it can it can get draining and, and crazy sure. especially nowadays yeah, can you give us like a couple examples of what you mean? Yeah, I mean like especially like when I was when I was in high school it was Twitter just really started. Sure. Or you know just really started to become a thing and I remember I got my I I made a Twitter like my sophomore year freshman year of high school because of 
Charlie Sheen or something. And <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, some stuff he was doing. Yeah. Like Tiger Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's what that's what I made at Twitter, and I didn't touch it besides for that. Nice. And now, I mean, now Instagram, and Twitter, and all these crazy social media platforms that allow you know these kids to get all this exposure and to blow up and be mm-hmm. verified and have thousands and thousands of followers and, and things like that. I mean, it's it's insane because it's yeah. all this. Pre- Pressure is, is put on these kids, and you know they're what, 16, 17 years old, you know, just in high school, and all this pressure from fans and you know college coaches to make the right decision and, and things mm-hmm. like that. It's 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 crazy. I I don't like it. Yeah. Because um, I think it, as a kid, you know, as a as a high school kid, you're not mature enough um, mentally to be able to deal with that, and you know you you get all you get consumed with it and you know you let it get to your head and you know your head gets a lot big mm-hmm. and kind of you kind of forget about you know what it really took what it took to get you there and you might you know kind of lose you know lose sight of you know what your goal is you know with football but i don't i don't like the whole recruiting i don't like how you know you're becoming famous in high school because of you know you're a high school football player and and things like that i mean it's cool but it also there's also a lot of negatives to it i think Sure, and so I mean, it sounds like you, you know, you you committed as a, as a sophomore. But what advice would you give to a high schooler who does feel overwhelmed? I mean, because like you're saying, part of the the deal is there are so many more avenues now for coaches to contact high schoolers. Like when I can only call people on the phone, that's one avenue. But now if I have, I can call a kid, I can text a kid, email a kid, tweet, IG, like that that's five different avenues to, to connect and it could be a lot to keep up with. Oh, it's crazy because, you know, as a high school kid and you know, you're trying to make your dreams come true, you're trying to, you know, be a full scholarship to play football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you don't want to, you know, let it consume your life, but, you know, you're missing a phone call, you're missing a email or something like that that would have an effect on you possibly getting noticed by a college I mean, it's, it's insane that that you have to be that you know committed to you know your social media or that committed to yeah being in contact with coaches so how so if i'm a kid what's like it sounds like michigan sold you and like you were sorry let's take that back you were already sold on michigan like they didn't have to come out and get you because you grew up as a fan is that inaccurate yeah, um, I mean, I still went through, you know, I, I was lucky. Uh, I was really lucky. You know, I had a, a really good high school um, coach. I had, you know, guys that were really looking out for me mm-hmm. in my 7-on-7 seven seven with, uh, you know, Maximum Maximum and, and Sound Mind, Sound Body. The guys, you know, yeah. looking out for me and getting me out there to college coaches. So being noticed as, as a sophomore in high school, it it makes everything a lot easier to okay. deal with getting offers that early and I didn't have to worry about that, you know, my junior and senior year of high school, but and that's not, the, I mean, I guess that's not the case for a lot of people, you know, they're going into their senior years and, and stuff, you know, still trying to get these scholarships and, and things like that. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy, but I mean, my best advice would, mm-hmm. you know, not let it consume your high school career Yeah, and, and not get a big head from it and, you know, try to stay as humble as possible and, you know, as level-headed as possible and in the whole process because it's it's insane. It is, it's a crazy process. No doubt, no doubt. So, Shane, transferring from Michigan, 
could not have been an easy decision. Can you talk to us about that decision, kind of what factors you considered, what were some things you were looking at for your next, the school that you were going to, who did you consult to make the, that decision, you know, things like that. Yeah, the decision to leave was, I mean, it was hard, but it also was easy because, you know, I, I graduated from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's what I wanted to do. That was my goal, you know, get a degree. And I did that. So that's awesome. My second goal was to play. And, you know, going into my fifth year, I wasn't playing. And, you know, it wasn't really right. looking for me to play that final year. Um, so leaving was that was kind of an easier choice for me after, you know, graduating because I knew that if I wanted to play somewhere, I was probably going to have to leave. Mm-hmm. So that was that was pretty easy. And, you know, Coach Harbaugh and, coaches and all my friends and team they were real supportive of that because they knew that's what I wanted to do they knew that's what I wanted to you know I wanted to play I wanted to be a starting quarterback for a team and you know coach Harbaugh did anything he could you know to help me find a place and as well as a lot of the other coaches so everyone was real ha- like everyone was real helpful and yeah and about that and real you know supportive yeah that's that's great that they set that up for you um Transferring, so you ended up at Western, uh, going from, or sorry, Central. My fault. You ended up at Central. What are some? If I am, like, explain to a a high schooler kind of the different uh, stakes or pressures or expectations going from Michigan to to Central, or you know, maybe they're more similar than they are than they are different. Um, What do you think? I mean, obviously it's Power Five, but. Right. To, to my power five, but you know when I got when I got to Central Michigan, I didn't I didn't notice that big of a difference. Obviously, facilities are, are different because the budgets and, and the donors and things like that. Sure. But workouts, I mean, the weight room workouts, practices, you know, all, summer conditioning. That, I mean, that's all the same. You know, <laughs> that's going to be the same no matter if you're, you know, at the top of you know where the money is. If you're at like a Texas or if you're at you know whatever else there is the lowest, you know, and that's, that's the same is, you know, who you're surrounded by, the coaching staff, you know, the workouts, the practices, the guys that doesn't change. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, you know, what guys want to know, you guys, guys want to go to these top schools and, and, and things like that because they see like all the stuff, all the, you know, the glitz and the glamour and, and all that great stuff that, you know, schools can buy, mm-hmm. you know, schools can't buy, you know, your happiness of playing football. Yeah. And, and that's what I kind of realized is, you know, I got to central Michigan, obviously, you know, the, the stuff wasn't there. The stuff wasn't as big and as nice and whatever, but that didn't matter to me at all because I knew my goal when I got there was to be the starting quarterback for central Michigan. Yeah. That's all I cared about. And when I got there, I mean, it was unbelievable when I got there. The coaching staff was awesome. The players were so welcoming, you know, workouts the strength staff everything was great you know i just had to go in there and you know work my ass off and and prove to these guys that that i wanted to you know be a leader on the team i wanted to be their starting quarterback and kind of earn that trust from them and that's what i did you know the whole summer and and into fall camp and it ended up working out it ended up paying off and um you know ended up having a really good year yeah, yeah, no, I for sure. noticed on social media, you seem like still tight with all the Michigan guys, which, I mean, makes sense considering how long you were there. Did you, was there ever any, like, oh, I can't, like, appear too close with my former Wolverines guys because, you know, I, I want to get accepted by the Chippewas? 
Um, a little bit. I mean, I didn't want to you know, be rooting for Michigan during the season or, or <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, on, on a social media platform or anything like that because of you know my teammates and, and the fans of Central Michigan. But I mean, my best friends that I'll have you know stand for my wedding and, and you know I'll have the rest of my life were my roommates at Michigan. You know, Jake Butt, Henry Poggi. Patrick mm-hmm. Cooler, Ben Gideon, those are my roommates and those are my best friends. And, you know, that's, you know, they're going to be best, my best friends for the rest of my life, no mm-hmm. matter if I left or not. And they, and it's so cool because as a football player on a football team, you, you understand, you know, what it is being a football player and you understand, you know, how bad you want to play and how bad other people want to play. So when I left, there was no hard feelings or anything like that. They knew I wanted to go play somewhere. So they were, everyone was real cool about it. So, Speaking of this, I, I think your circumstance is unique in that you had already graduated from Michigan, so you got part of what you wanted, and then you know, you're know you saying another factor is that you want to start at, at quarterback, and it wasn't happening, so you wanted to go somewhere else. Idea, especially at the quarterback position of transferring schools, is seemingly becoming more popular. We see at Alabama last year, when Jalen Hurts takes over, Blake Barnett transfers to start elsewhere. And then, you know, it's all throughout ESPN and whoever else wants to grab a headline after, um, you know, Hurts is pulled in the second half. Is he, he going to transfer? And, and um, it that's not always consistent, but it does seem to happen more often. What is your, your take on when somebody should decide to do that and if that's the right call? Yeah, um... It's tough because when you go into a place, you know, you're a lot of, you know, so a lot, sometimes, you know, you promise these things, you know, coach, I, mean, I wouldn't say promise, I guess, but how you do these things and, and you think you're going into a situation and I'm not saying this is my, this is my yeah. story at all. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, a lot of other places and a lot of other players, you know, you go like these guys think they're going into this situation and they get there and, you know, it might not be what, you know, they thought it was at all and then maybe the next year they recruit some guy who's better than them and Mm -hmm. he passes him up and you know you're stuck there as a as a redshirt freshman with a a true freshman ahead of you and at at that point in time you're you're screwed and in your head you know that you have four years left yeah right and at that i'm you know a guy who just walked in the building is already ahead of you so that's a that's crazy in, in college football because at that point in time you can't do anything about that without sitting out a year. Right. And losing yeah. your eligibility. Which which is a different level of crazy that the NCAA um, And at that point, I mean that's a that's what a lot of people don't understand is yeah, you know, you want to get your degree, you want to graduate and you know you want to stick it out, but you know a lot of times, you know, your your goal is you know go play in the NFL. Right. A lot, especially for you know top guys out of high school, their goal is playing that NFL. And you know, after your redshirt year, a true freshman comes in, and or whatever it is, whatever the situation is, and and you're behind a younger guy, and that, and you're you got four years left. That there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, obviously, you know, you work hard and you try to beat them out and things like that, but sometimes it just doesn't fall, you know, the way you thought it was going to be, or you know, things don't go as planned. Yeah. So, I mean, guys leaving and, and things like that. Um, I mean, I, I'm fine with it because guys want to play and, you know, guys want to do that thing. But my thing was when I, when I did everything, I was still competing um, every year up until, you know, my last year. And 
I didn't want to leave because I wanted to graduate. You know, getting a degree right. was something that was very important to me and something that I wasn't going to leave without. But, you know, a lot of guys' situations are, are much different than mine. Mm-hmm. So one thing that makes me think, though, that this has happened happened more in the last, I don't know, decade is that high school players are more prepared to jump in immediately in the way that maybe they were not, you know, in the, in the eighties, nineties, and even into the early two thousands. Do you, what's your reaction to that? What do you, do you mean physically like in the game? I think, yeah, I think both. I mean, it was, I mean, especially like you go further back, like sixties and seventies, there was no way a freshman was ever going to start, you know, and like then a senior's not going to sit to some guy. Yes, yeah, so like physically. Yeah, I mean, uh, science. I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, these, some of these, some of these guys. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm not a genetic freak by any means, and sure. you know, things like that. Like I'm a, I'm a, you know, six three quarterback, decent. I mean, it's, these kids that are coming out of high school, mm-hmm. are, they're crazy. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what, what, what they're doing in the weight room, what they're eating. I mean, some of these guys that, you know, Alabama's getting their, their true freshmen and these top schools are getting as true freshmen, these guys look like 40-year-old men. Yeah, right. Out of high school. <laughs> and, I mean, that it's, it's insane to me. So when you get a guy that, that looks like that and, you know, looks college-ready out of high school, you're like, obviously, yeah, they're going to play. Sure. But also, as a, as a quarterback, my take, on, my take on it would be that offenses are getting a lot simpler mm-hmm. in college football. Hmm. So I think that you know going to a simple offense for a you know for a true freshman quarterback out of high school that you know they have a you know that guy maybe he's like super talented and you know can run and he's got a great arm and you know the coach isn't asking him to make a lot of reads and to you know do protection calls and and things like that to call plays and huddle really. I think that the opportunity for young guys, young talented guys to play is, is is there more nowadays than maybe it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Agreed. It's interesting as a yeah, I ran track in high school. I would have assumed like offenses were getting more complex to be honest. Yeah, no, I wouldn't think so. Cause well, that's, this is my take. I, you know, like, yeah, so, I, you would know more than me. <laughs> well, so yeah, like so spread offenses are, are coming in um, more in college football and, and you know, you're not as a quarterback, you're not asked to do as much in, mm-hmm. in that offense. And maybe some offense, maybe some spread offenses you are, but just from my knowledge of, of college football and and what I when I take, you know, mm-hmm. you're not asking you're not asking your your quarterback to to make a ton of reads. You're not asking your quarterback to make protection calls and and, and things like that and reading defenses as much. So I mean, maybe that's that's a reason why you know true freshmen or, or younger guys are playing more. You're a left-handed quarterback. Uh, is there any unique challenges that go along with being left-handed versus right-handed that, you know, lay, lay sports fans might not know? It's, it's different for the receiver. That, that's probably the biggest thing that I've, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, How so? The, yeah, the ball spins different, and, you know, that's not really the thing oh. you know, people think of. but Right. Because, you know, it comes off your hand a different way. It spins different. On, on deep balls, it, you know, kind of tails off a little bit different into the wind and things like that. So, you know, for a receiver, it, you know, it'll take like a it'll take like a week to kind of get used to it. Hmm. Interesting. So, 
I know, but I don't know if this is the case in college, but I know if you look at a typical left tackle, offensive left tackle in the NFL and compare body type to the typical right tackle, they look vastly different. Left tackles are typically quicker, um, like kind of more cut. Um, do they do they do they flip the tackles? Do you know what I mean? Because since your blind sides are different. Yeah, you, you can, and uh, I know teams have. You know, at Central Michigan, we didn't really have to because you know, both our tackles were really good, and they did a great job. And there wasn't, you know, we didn't really find a need to do that. But I mean, I, I guess teams could do that to protect that. It's hard. It's hard for me to say because there's not any lefty starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And <laughs> been Fair. Fair. So, Wait, yeah. there's that. There's not any. There, there's. I don't. I don't think there's any lefties in the quarterback in the in NFL right now because Kellen Moore is no longer in the NFL. Shane, you ready, man? I could be the only one. I know. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Love oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, got, I have, to, have to represent for all lefties across the world. Preach. No pressure or anything. Preach, no. dude. <laughs> Shit, man. He's got, he's got a third of the world on his back. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure on that quote, though. Don't quote me. Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like 95% positive there aren't any lefties right now. Lefty quarterbacks. I mean, I think you're right. If for no other reason, I feel like ESPN would make a way bigger deal out of it than it needs to be if there was a starting left-handed quarterback. No, I don't think there's any quarterbacks, period. Oh, you're saying He's period. in period. I thought you meant, oh, wow. In the NFL. No, there's definitely no lefty starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I don't think there's any at all. Cause I think Kellen Moore was the last one, but I don't hmm. know. Any yet. Well, so, Shane, tell us about the, uh, you know, your next step. I. You talked a little bit before the call about, uh, you know, training in Miami right now. Um, how's it going? What, what are you thinking? Um, it's going really well. I like it down here. I'm training at um, Bomberito in mm-hmm. North Miami. Uh, it's it's great. It's going well. I'm working with uh, Ken Mastrelli, quarterback coach. Okay. He trained, uh, you know, Peterman last year. He trained Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater bunch of guys so i like it i mean i'm having a great time out here i'm working hard uh things are going really well you know i'm just getting ready for a pro day so you do you train by i guess it's gotta be other guys down there but i assume that you sound like you all like train oh, together no, do you no, see no, other no. people training or what's up yeah, no, group. so it's uh it's like um me braxton on barrios james washington mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i mean Dorian O'Daniel. I mean, it's a it's a it's a big group of guys. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah, Rashawn Evans, my group. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a bunch of great guys. Uh, great receivers to throw to. Great tight ends to throw to. I mean, it, it's awesome. What's your uh, least favorite quarterback drill that you have to do? Least favorite quarterback drill. <sighs> I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> Loves them all. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, Maybe like the there's like this one drill that Coach Harbaugh made us do, and it's like where you stand and um, like 15 yards apart, and you keep running around in a circle mm-hmm. over and over again, and you have to like keep speeding up and stuff, and, and it's like throwing on the run drill. Okay, that was, huh. that was a terrible drill. <laughs> <laughs> it was so tiring. Don't worry, he probably won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you never know with him though. Like he probably, true, true. You never know. <laughs> he, might give me a call. he might give me a call. Like one day, and just, it's, 
talk about it. <laughs> I'm just really disappointed. <laughs> like, I thought you liked that one, man. <laughs> uh, so, Shane, as, uh, as Michigan fans and as a former Michigan and Central Michigan guy, you got to give us a take on uh, Dan Enos leaving Michigan after 15 days for Alabama. Um, so I never, I never knew Coach Enos. Um, yeah, really. but but you're a fan, Shane. Come on now. I know Coach, you know, I know of Coach Enos because um, the Central guys had him as the head coach their like first two years, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know about him, and I know of him, and I know he's he's a great offensive mind, and. Um, I was, you know, I was happy for Michigan to get him because he was a central guy, and I thought that was pretty cool. Michigan man, but then he, yeah. And I don't, I don't really know what the deal was with that, but Michigan got Sharon Moore. Who they did. He was my guy, and happy for him about that. He's gonna kill it there. All right, so you're happy about that hire? Oh, yeah, he's gonna kill it. Awesome, he's awesome. He's an awesome coach. All right, well, if he kills it, I can get over the uh, Enos bailing it for 15 days. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're fine. 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 You're so, how can our listeners uh, follow you? Are you on uh, Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, you can follow me at uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm at Shane Morris underscore seven. Okay. No IG. Instagram. On Instagram, I don't even I don't know my exact Instagram name because there's an underscore in there somewhere. Fair enough. Uh, I'm sure if they Google it, you, you it's up. Shane's underscore world seven. I made it um there you high go. school. And nice. I it was really cool. Nice. So I just kept it. Are there any high school picks remaining on your Instagram? Yeah, I've been trying to go through and delete a bunch of them. Same, man. Same. I've been trying to go through and delete a bunch of them, but I've been a lot, so it's like pretty hard. Yeah, I, I got the same problem with Facebook. Yeah. The, uh, the Shane Morris Instagram's following like a bunch of Martin Sheen uh, Twitter handles and uh, Instagram <laughs> handles. <laughs> anyway, Shane. We'll get you out of here, but we have one rapid-fire round left. Just a bunch of questions. Um, first thing comes to your mind can be one word, can be a quick sentence. We're not looking for a whole lot. You ready? You just want, like, a, a word or a sentence? Whatever, whatever you prefer. Sentence could just be word. You'll see. Well, he wants a specific direction. You won't give it to him, so. Uh, well, I like to be, you know, let our guests figure it out. Oh, okay. Good. Not confusing. Good. He's a Michigan man. He's got a Michigan degree, smarter than I. All right, here we go. First question in the famed rapid fire round. Head to head, you're going to pick Nick Saban or Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Best quarterback, current or active, for young players to study. Tom Brady. If you could have a Hall of Fame career at any position, not quarterback, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, wide receiver. If you make it on an NFL team, will you name Michigan or Central as your alma mater? Warren D. LaSalle High School. Oh. Okay, that props. <laughs> Favorite football stadium? That I've played at? Sure. Um, favorite football. I thought Hard Rock in Miami was awesome. 
Really? Okay. Very cool stadium. Check it out. Loudest student section. Ooh. Uh, probably Ohio State. Fair. Go-to place for late night food oh, I in take, Ann Arbor. I take that back. I take it back. Oh, taking it back. 2013 Penn State. Oh, that's a loud student section. Yeah, that's a loud student section. Insane. Insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, next. Go-to place for late night food in Ann Arbor. Um, uh, big t- BTB on State Street. Oh, I've been to BTB. Oh, I've been there. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yep. Go-to place for late night food in Mount Pleasant. Uh, late night food, Mount Pleasant. Um, uh, Menas. I like Menas. Favorite sports movie? Friday Night Lights. Nice Good choice. Uh, best tailgate food? I don't tailgate. <laughs> Wait, you never, never tailgated been... at any point in your life? Yeah. I've never really tailgated. Huh. Um. All right. Don't yeah, let him off. What's your favorite tailgate food? Oh, that's sick. Great choice. Great choice. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Shane. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Shane. Good luck, man. Yeah, good luck. Bye. All right, man. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Fire up. Fire up. (laughs) That was good, man. Shane Morris. What'd you think? What'd you think? Most interesting discussion for me, came when we talked a little bit about the recruiting process and how overwhelming it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody has talked about that social media aspect so far. Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, he did his as a sophomore intentionally so that it didn't drag on for too long and yeah. become this whole show. And who knows if at, as, at 16 you actually had that kind of foresight, or, or maybe you do, and, and, and kudos to you. Good job, Shane. Um, but it's definitely an element that impacts recruiting today. And so yeah. I, I think it's an important thing. And, and his advice was, you know, remember that your life is about being you and about playing football to the best of your ability at the high school level. Don't let this recruitment process overcome your life. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stole my takeaway. I think, like you said, like no one's really talked about that, and that was an interesting move on his part. Interesting and smart. Um, like, I'm just going to get like a Band-Aid, just take care of this. Um, seems like he had – it also seems kind of like it was a no-brainer for him, like he wanted to go to Michigan. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that was time. unique. So it was probably like, oh, Michigan's giving me an offer. Well, oh, that's easy. Yep. What are we doing at 5 o'clock? Um, so – I don't know if every recruit's going to be in that scenario. Exactly. But the ones that are, I, I'd say certainly take advantage of it if you can. Yeah. You can. Um, I would say he also seems like, you know, a guy that, you know, he seems to have wanted to go to Michigan. Check. Mm-hmm. Wanted to get a degree from Michigan, which I, uh, I don't think we should brush that under the rug. You know, no, I don't think we should either. Like, all right, I'm out, NFL. Um, I really admired that when he, I mean, he broke it down real plain and simple. Said I had two goals. One was to graduate from Michigan. The other was to play college football. I graduated from Michigan. Yep. I wasn't playing college football, so I went to do my other thing. 
no, agreed. So then check that. And, you know, now he's down in Miami um, training for the NFL. To be the only lefty quarterback. Go Shane. Only lefty quarterback. Um, you know, no, guarantee makes it, although it seems like a bright guy who works hard like Shane. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, I, I always respect dudes that, like, he's probably not going to have a lot of football regrets, regardless of what happens right. this spring. Because, um, you know what, he tried his damnedest. Uh, and, you know, that should be the best way to live. Like, mm-hmm. with, I, I know, like, no regrets is, like, this, you know, kind of cheesy millennial thing to say. But, like, <laughs> seriously, at the end of the day, um, you're probably never going to be like, I had too much fun growing up doing all those things <laughs> that I wanted to do. Uh, Shane I'm Morris, the, uh, the ultimate politician, though. He has no oh, comment. Right? He has no comment on Dan Enos. Then, oh, that was such a politician. Then, like, Michigan okay. or Central, D. LaSalle High School. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe either of those things, but. <laughs> no, and I don't believe I either. <laughs> you also notice that. I am good. If he doesn't say D. LaSalle High School. We're, we're going to call him. We'll call him out. I'm going to tweet Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll tag. Charlie Sheen, and we'll we'll tweet at him. Yeah. Um, has anyone ever picked Saban in the rapid fire round? Yeah. No, not yet. Shane also tried to tell us he hadn't been to a tailgate. Uh, also, oh. not blame blame lie. <laughs> oh, Shane, you never tailgate a basketball game. <laughs> I'm not believing that. Come on, you Shane. have some adult beverages, and you just don't want to admit that you've been to a tailgate. I'm not believing. But uh, man. All right. Well, I think that might be it. That's it, man. Thank you, folks, for tuning in to this edition of the Athlete's Guide. Thank you, Shane, so much for coming on the pod. Best of luck down in Miami. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, app, wherever you get your fine podcasts. And we now can announce, if you'd like to re-listen to all of our old podcasts, you don't necessarily have to go through iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts app. You can now go to the Athlete's Guide website where there's a repository of all of our episodes. And you know what the best part is, man? You know what the best part is? You know what else is there? What else? 15 Minute You. 15 Minute You. Don't pick them like no, nobody. You know, if you want to hear some outdated football <laughs> season, you find it there too. That's all I got, though. So thanks for tuning in, folks. Matt, any parting shots? Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Shane Morris. Good job by you. Good job by you. Until next time, folks.